All right, let's go. Let's begin, shall we? This is hour number one of this uh, show here today on this Thursday. Welcome in. I'm Matt. JB's here, both hands on the wheel. He's driving the bus, 10 and 2. Got about a three-hour ride with JB, the bus driver. And you can be a part of the show, too. I hope we get to hear from you today on the Country Please and text line 885-ESPN. Y'all uh, hit me up. Country Please and Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Again, text me, 885-ESPN. I'll give you the number to call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. I hope you give me a call. I'd love to hear your voice. We're live here today with you. Matt, JB, you, all of us, have a seat at the table. Let's talk a little ball, huh? Yeah, we're going to have live football here tonight, college football. It is the first official game day for college football in the state of of Mississippi. Right now, at this very moment, that's what it is. That calls for a little celebration, JSU Sonic Boom style. So, get up out of your seat, shake a leg, get the old heart pumping, because we're going to have a little fun with you here today on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Y'all can be a part of the show. Like I said, text me on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. Call me at 995-1059. Or tweet me as well. I'm Radio Wyatt, so uh, tweet away. In just a couple of minutes from now, we're going to get to uh, catch up with and preview tonight's game with Patrick McGee. He covers Southern Miss. He covers really anything on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and, and parts in between. It's not just sports, but news and kind of everything. He's a he's Mr. Do-It-All, but he covers Southern Miss sports and, and, and has for years and Southern Miss football for the Sun-Herald. And so in just a few, we're going to talk with Patrick and preview tonight's game, kind of see what it's like. I'm wondering about fans. I wonder what it's going to be like for media. I, I know you know media stuff's going to be limited, and certainly we're going to catch up with him. First up, though, comments are, are starting to pop up all over the place on the uh, Facebook live feed. Hey to everybody on Facebook. If you're tuned in, good to hear from you. Danny says, it's football time in Mississippi. Hail State from Ringgold, Georgia. Let's see. Chuck said, love Lee's Cracklins, too. What is that? <laughs> Does that go good with sausage? Percy, oh, yeah. It, Man, Lee's Cracklins. So what yeah. is that? Is it, it like... It's st- uh, pork rinds. Chris, I like the crispy curls. Lee's crispy curls. Listen, I learned something new about you, JB, every day. We now Let me, <laughs> let me mark that down. JB, mm-hmm. get him some Lee's Cracklins for Christmas. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. I love the vinegar ones, too. Salt okay. Vinegar. All right. Salt and vinegar. Y'all hear that, folks? I even just mentioned getting them to him for a gift, and he starts telling me his favorite flavor. (laughs) He's smart. He's smarter than the average bear. Uh, Percy on the Periscope feed, a little alliteration in there for you. Country pleasing sausage is great. Jalapeno on the grill. Make your hair stand up. (laughs) Rick says he's watching in Dixie. 
Uh, Ricky says, Hail State from Sewanee, Georgia. Um, what do you say? Us old coaches will will be wherever the whistle blows, Hail State. Yeah, you know what, Percy? I was having a walk through the neighborhood early this morning with my wife and some folks around here, you know, getting their yards mowed and fresh mowed grass, mown grass, <laughs> laying there on the side of the road, and you can just smell it. And, and, and I've mentioned this before, but just... And it can be any kind of grass. It can be good grass. It can be, you know, big, tall, knee-high bahia grass out here. They could be baling hay. And I smell it, and it just reminds me of what in my head is the memory just seared in my head of going to play football or going out to practice or, you know, those early August or those August football games in high school where it's burning up hot and, you know, that, that smell of the cut grass, it just it speaks football to me. And I hope it does to you too. But so many other things speak football to us um this time of year we just expect it right so we got high school stuff to talk about you do have a few games around the state that are happening tonight a whole bunch tomorrow yes there are some that are being affected by covid i I saw just a couple that popped up on twitter possible high school games being affected by that that's going to be a regular thing let's get ready for it all across the board high school college and nfl at times games will be affected by covid stuff postponed at some point there'll be cancellations Just get ready for it. But one game that right now is still on as we speak, it's going to happen unless something happens (laughs) within the next little bit. Fingers crossed. Don't even talk about it, Matt. Don't jinx it. Southern Miss is going to tee it up tonight at home against South Alabama. Yeah, 8 o'clock kick tonight on CBS Sports Network, of course, and and you can hear it around the state, uh, certain radio calls from John Cox. A guy who will be there covering it. He's he's covered them for years. He's on your radio right now. Patrick McGee of the Sun-Herald. And Patrick, I really appreciate some time here on a Thursday when it's game day. It's a big-time work day. And, and I guess, Patrick, it's going to be a really late work day for you, right, with an 8 p.m. kickoff. Yeah, the next two nights are going to be long ones for me. Uh, 8 o'clock in Hattiesburg. I live in Ocean Springs, so I have to drive another hour and 15 get home. It'll be a a late night for me, and then I turn around and cover high school football on Friday night. That usually wraps up around 2.30 in the morning. So it's uh, I'll, I'll be glad when Saturday gets here and I can actually kind of sit back and watch a game or two uh, that night. Sure. So this one tonight, um, 8 p.m. kick. Just before we even kind of get into the matchup, Patrick, um, is it going to be different for you in covering the game? Like, are, do you – do you have a certain time there letting you in there? You're going to have to wear a mask the whole time in the press box? Like, what are they telling you about that? Uh, no real certain time. I mean, I know they're going to have a set-up area for me to sit at. I will have to wear a mask. Okay. And we're asked really not to mingle. Uh, we're just going to ask, you know, kind of ask to stay at our station. Don't do a whole lot of socializing. Um, I've got to go, you know, usually the issue a season season's worth of credentials yeah. uh you know for southern miss media but now we'll just have to go pick up each each game that we cover okay. uh it, there, there's more of a process to it and the uh post game interviews are going to be done going to be done via zoom so i don't okay. even really have to leave the press box tonight so that'll i'm actually kind of looking forward to that <laughs> i having to go down to the field house and do interviews so uh it'll it's it, you know, it's a Thursday. It doesn't really feel like game day, but there's a football game pl- being played tonight. Whenever I show up, I guess I guess it'll become a reality, but it all feels kind of surreal right now. Sure. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, 
And it'll be a little surreal when, you know, they're not allowed to get everybody in there that wants to come to the game. Um, what, what do you expect as far as that goes, the attendance deal, where we can go 25% of what The Rock can hold? And do you think they'll get, mm. the, you think they'll put a full 20, I know this is an oxymoron, but a full 25% into the stadium? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, mainly, you know, part of you know, there's several factors kind of go into. It. One thing is eight o'clock kick on a, on a weeknight, so it's harder for some of the the season ticket holders who who live a fair you know a distance away. So uh, it's really the only people I have access tonight are season ticket holders. Uh, they're setting away a thousand tickets for students, and there's also like 500 tickets that have been given to South Alabama. Uh, so. I've seen a lot of season ticket holders on social media offering their tickets up to people who can make it to the game. Uh, so no, I don't. I don't. You know, twenty five percent of you know of the rock is about nine thousand. But I don't think we'll see that tonight. I think maybe we'll see more in the neighborhood of six thousand. Okay. Uh, just because some of the obstacles and just the you know how you know it's not easy to get tickets if you're not a season ticket holder to get into this. Right. That's the thing too. I mean, it's like it's so new. There, there's nothing for. There's no experience with any of this for anybody to fall back on, including the fan out there who is not a season ticket holder who might normally go, you know, I'd like to go to the game. Well, even that person right, right. now is going, I, I, how do I get a ticket? I don't even know what to do. <laughs> you know, so I, right. I think it, the first run of this is just going to be brand new for everybody. But, you know, I, I will say, Patrick, after watching uh, Central Arkansas Austin P in Montgomery, last Saturday night, and they had literally what looked like maybe 100 people there. I mean, literally. (laughs) You know, I think think 6,000 people are going to sound great on TV. What do you think? Yeah, and, and, you know, a a small crowd sounds pretty big at Robert Stadium. Yeah. Uh, The way it's kind of set up, uh, it's kind of bowled in to a degree. And I think that kind of showed where they hosted the high school state championships yeah. uh, the last couple of years. It just had a, a better feel uh, than what you got in Starkville and Oxford. Uh, you know, just bigger stadiums. You know, it, it, fans are kind of closer to the field at Roberts Stadium. So I, I think, uh, yeah, if they can get 6,000 in there, I think it'll probably be one of the better uh, college football experiences of the weekend. Or of the, of the first two weekends. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, Patrick McGee is on your radio right now. If y'all are listening, we're we're previewing this game tonight. It's going to happen uh, starting at eight o'clock in Hattiesburg. Southern Miss hosting South Alabama. Patrick covers Southern Miss for uh, the Sun Herald. Y'all follow him on Twitter if you don't already. You need to do that at Patrick underscore McGee, and it's M A G E E. So J- Jack Abraham is obviously kind of like the the focal piece of the team. This returning quarterback. Um, after throwing for well over 3,000 yards a year ago, but experienced guy, but no spring and offseason is abnormal, all this. You think he and that passing game are going to step out there and kind of just pick up right where they left off? Yeah, well, I, I really, I mean, if you look at the way he played towards the end of last season, I mean, there was a, a first half of the two-lane game in the bowl. He looked pretty good. But other than that, he kind of he had a, a sluggish close last year, just okay. wasn't at his best. And not really his fault. He just wasn't getting the protection he needed. The ground game uh, even trailed off even more towards in last season. So I think he's probably kind of chomping at the bit to get back out there and uh, work, you know, behind the experienced offensive line. And and he, at the very least, he's got more options of running back. And I think they're pretty encouraged by their uh, choices, though. So it's it's 
it's a better situation, I think, for Jack this year just from the standpoint of the experience around him on the offensive line. You lose Quez Watkins, who was a game-changer, right. uh, but you added Jason Brownlee out of East Mississippi, who was uh, had led the nation in, in touchdown receptions in, on the junior college of last year. And Tim Jones may end up very well being the best receiver in Conference USA this year. Uh, so it's it's an offense, I think, that's built to uh, score points uh, this season. I think they'll hit the ground running. They, you know, Jack has typically played well early in the season. I think against the South Alabama team that they should beat. I think South Alabama, at the very least, is a competent team defensively. Uh, but it's a team that Southern Miss should be able to score on. So I would expect uh, game one that Jack Abraham really gets out and gets running. But poor Jack, I mean, he's had a different offensive coordinator every season. He's been at Southern Miss and. Uh, really, he's gone through like five or six offensive coordinators. You go back to his Louisiana Tech and junior college days. So, uh, Matt Kubik from Louisiana Monroe moves over. A guy that built a good ground game over there at Monroe. If he can give Jack that little bit of a compliment of a rushing attack, this is this may be the year that we really see Jack kind of take off and have a big season. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned it. Okay, some pieces to compliment. That, that really are significant. It's not like they're going to force the run game. They've got good players, including a freshman in Frank Gore mm-hmm. Jr. I was talking to John Cox about him earlier in the week, and I read what you wrote about him, I think, at the end of last week, too, Patrick. It, it is, I guess, he is he the starter, or is he just, if he doesn't start, he's still going to get half the carries kind of guy? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's they're, go, they're calling it kind of by committee, yeah. and I think they've got four, three or four guys there that have shown they can produce. Kevin Perkins led them in rushing last year, and uh, Don Ragsdale, uh, Heinz, uh, Heinz Community College transfer, you know, it was, it was a really good back, had a Tennessee offer uh, late mm-hmm. before signing day, and they, Southern Minnesota was able to hold on to him. So, uh, really, you know, and then you got a D Baker who's kind of a scat back, good speed. I think they've got a nice mix there. I think Gore is the guy of the future. I don't think he's getting necessarily, you know, 12, 15 carries uh, Saturday, but I, you know, but excuse me, tonight, but I mean, he's 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 got a bright future. I mean, we've been had kind of limited access to practice, but I mean, everybody you talk to, and I, you know, I've kind of heard off the record that you know there's players on that offense that think he's that Frank Gore Jr. is already the best running back uh, on that group. Uh, so it's it's really interesting. I mean, I, I'm going to learn more tonight, and I've learned in uh, <laughs> a long time uh, just because we've had kind of limited access to practice, and uh, I'm going to be learning right along with everybody else. Yeah, that's great. I guess I'm assuming this, but you probably don't have to learn what uh, Steve Campbell looks like over there on the other sideline. I, I, I would think that your yeah. paths have crossed before, and especially during his time at Gulf Coast. Yeah, he's somebody that's really well established in South Mississippi and in the Gulf Coast region. Uh, just, you know, he was at Gulf Coast, I guess, a decade almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he went to Central Arkansas, did really well. Now in South Alabama, hasn't quite worked yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everybody's kind of waited to see when's that uh, season where they really kind of kick it in the gear. But just just my impression, I mean, I you know we we follow that you know South Alabama's campus is closer to my apartment than the Southern Miss campus is. Is so, that right? Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of crossover, uh, but for the two programs, you know, separated by 90 miles, and they're on the same recruiting trip trails. But I'll be honest, I mean, I I don't I don't really know of a player that they beat out Southern Miss on. Okay. Um, and a lot of the guys that South Alabama signed didn't even hold Southern Miss offers. So up to this point, I don't think South Alabama has signed the quality of player they need to consistently mm-hmm. have winning seasons. Uh, and I don't have a great explanation for that, but that's just been my impression. Yeah. On the personnel side, they just up to this point, they haven't had it. Yeah. 
And I've heard, you know, I've read that and kind of heard that. Of course, and frankly, the the wins and losses kind of back that up as well. You know, then you look at it and right. go, you know, there was a period of time there at the end of the Joey Jones era at South Alabama where they had a bunch of transfers and they were pretty stout. They put some guys in the NFL mm-hmm. and. You know, it is a little bit of a head-scratcher, isn't it? Just given that you look at the program, it's in smack nap middle of Mobile, and that whole area on the coast mm-hmm. is just loaded with players. Right. They're building a new stadium. There seems to be momentum, but you just wonder, like you said, you kind of you know alluded to that. It's hard to put those puzzle pieces together and just figure out, why do they have such a hard time getting players right now? I, I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, all they would have to do is, you know, the, the stadium's opening up this season, mm-hmm. and if they just kind of tangled that in front of recruits, as I look at the facilities we got, they've got an indoor uh, practice facility, which Southern Miss doesn't have. Uh, you know, but it's just Southern Miss has kind of got that name and tradition uh, that they haven't been able to build up to this point. South Alabama has not had a winning season yet. They, I think they've finished 6-7 and seven mm-hmm. or something okay. like that. Okay. Uh, so I, I think that they just haven't got over the hump there. Makes a lot of sense. Well, really looking forward to it tonight. I think there will be – I know there's a ton of interest for the game tonight, you know, throughout the state of Mississippi. Uh, the one thing mm-hmm. I, I haven't touched on was Jay Hobson. And it's just because, you know what, in my mind, Patrick, I wonder if you agree with this. My perception of Jay is he's a Mississippi guy. He's from Vicksburg. He's been there before. Hattiesburg has just feels like home to him. He knows everybody and every road in the state of Mississippi, and I think he's just kind of where he wants to be. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, I'll be honest. I mean, the last two seasons have been a little bit different. You just go back to that Art Browles uh, situation, mm. and that kind of made everybody a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, um, sure, I got you. So I, I, I don't... I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know. I wouldn't look at it and say this. You know. It just seems all perfect and well. It's. It's been a little bit more complicated than that. And you know, he's put some talented teams on the field that have been pretty darn good. I mean, they mm-hmm. had a chance to win nineteen games last year, and it just kind of uh, trailed off their late with a couple of injuries and things just went the other way. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jay has recruited well. He's done a good job identifying talent. Uh, you know, offensively, it's been a little hit or miss, and defensively. Last year, they were kind of fell short of what people expect out of them, especially early in the season. And going back to that Mississippi State game where they really couldn't hang there mm-hmm. early in that game. It's, Southern Miss fans are just kind of waiting for that first team that can really just win a division and make a run in the conference championship. And they've just fallen short, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's just They're just that one or two games away. And, and maybe an odd year like this year is whenever, if they can kind of stay healthy through the season, is, is when they can do that. Right. Uh, but it's they haven't quite got over you know, gotten to that point to where they're contending for conference championships. And I think that's whenever whenever Jay does that, I think whatever, you know, uh, critics may be in the minority, but that's whenever he can kind of maybe settle in a little bit more at Southern Miss. Outstanding stuff. Patrick, listen, I really do appreciate it on what is, like I said, I know it's going to be a really long day and a long weekend. And so I just appreciate you for your time here in the middle of the day on a Thursday. Uh, excellent report. And we can't wait to follow your coverage of the ball game tonight. Appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Yep, thank you. That's Patrick McGee, Sun Herald. Does a great job covering Southern Miss. You know, and and that's right. So you look at it, winning a conference championship, and he says, when that happens, then things are going to have a little bit of a different paint job for Southern Miss fans. 
with with Coach Hobson and the program and all that, and, and it has been solid. A chance to win nine games, maybe ten last year. You know, there there was a bright spot in there where they just ran UAB out of the stadium. Right, like in comes UAB, they're winners. You know, you compete against them. Just I'm talking about didn't just beat them, beat the tar out of them last year. But maybe this is like Patrick said, the year where it's abnormal a little bit. Right, you even have one team in the conference who's not going to play. This year, you don't know what it's been like for these other places, but at Southern Miss, they've been healthy in the preseason. They've handled the COVID stuff really well, as far as we know. They have a senior who is effectively a fifth-year senior quarterback returning who, because of the new uh, COVID eligibility rule that the NCAA put out there, Abraham could come back and be the quarterback next year, too, if he wants to. And they would welcome him back with open arms. So senior quarterback in a shortened preseason, odd preseason with no spring, experienced coach, uh, head coach. Now they do have a new offensive coordinator. but And then you add in the piece of a deep running back room that includes Frank Gore Jr. and Ragsdale uh, from Heinz Community College who got a late Tennessee offer but stuck with Southern Miss. This maybe is the year where the offense elevates just a little more. They've always played good defense under Hobson. And maybe, just maybe, this is the year for Southern Miss to win Conference USA. It is not beyond the realm of possibility. I promise you. Just getting started with you. Let me see what y'all are texting me. We'll do that next in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. Right out of the chutes. On the uh, live stream, Sven says, Hey, Matt, prediction time. Mississippi State beats LSU 26-24. There you go. All the way, live from Germany, Sven has a prediction. State with the upset by two, 26-24. That would, um, Sven, if that happens, that would fall short of... Matt Moscona's prediction on this show yesterday that it's LSU by three touchdowns. Matt, I don't mean to be dismissive, man. I just don't think it matters. I mean, you know, LSU is is roughly a 20-point favorite in that game, and I think they're going to win it by three touchdowns. Going to win it by three touchdowns. (laughs) We'll see. They may do it, but they might not. They just don't know. That's what predictions are for. We make predictions because they're pre (laughs) Right? All right. Y'all text me today. We're live with you in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team. Hometown heroes, your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. In all 82 counties around the state of Mississippi. Look them up. Favorites.com. All right. Uh, Yeah, the text line, 885-ESPN. 100 grand texted and said... Matt's blood is on fire today. Smoking. That was when we were playing the Sonic Boom. Yeah, I came in hot. We were coming in hot. We swung the door open and it got loud real quick when we started the show today. Nick on the Country Pleasing text line says, crackling cornbread for the win. All right, JB, get on in here. I'm here, bro. Crackling <laughs> cornbread. Had it. All right, what are we talking about? Uh... It's, it's kind of a cross between cornbread and cracklings. <laughs> kind of what it says it is, you know. Dynamite I'm, I'm drop in, Bonnie. 
<laughs> I'm not trying to be a smart aleck. Yeah, no, I know. So it's but, cornbread with crackling in it, I guess? It's just... Yeah. Okay. I've only had it once. I wasn't, wasn't a real big fan. Oh, really? Okay. Give me give me my cornbread and, and give me my pork right. rinds. Yeah. But let's let's not intertwine the two. Did you see what Jake tweeted just a minute ago, 10 minutes ago? Uh-uh. So he's Jake Wim on Twitter. I was trying to look him up on Twitter the, the other day to put him on this SEC media list that I'm making on Twitter that I follow. I made a list so I can right. see the list whenever I want to see it. And so I put him on it. But I found out he, there are two Jake Wimberly Twitter accounts out there. And I don't know but if one is he, fake or... He is, uh, I think he's at Jake Wim. Yeah, that's what. So the, I figured that out. Like the real one is at Jake Wim, and the other one has a different, you know, something another in there. Just so if y'all are listening, you want to follow Jake, make sure it's at Jake Wim. Anyway, he retweeted he, something. He, he's very close to Joe Lee Dunn. Jake <laughs> what, is. What do you mean? He's, he's. He, I mean, they're like really good buddies. Are they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. You have to talk to him about that. Yeah, I have to ask him. I had no idea. As uh, Artie Johnson would say, very interesting. Very interesting <laughs> with the lisp. Remember on <laughs> Laugh-In? Oh, yeah. I'm old enough to remember that. Artie Johnson, he had the little the army helmet, but it was a German <laughs> helmet. Like, and he'd stick his head up out of the bushes. Very interesting. <laughs> and smoke that little cigarette yeah. and hold it up <laughs> the opposite way. Oh, very underrated comedian, Artie Johnson. One of those guys you just laugh at him as soon as you see him, mm. you know. No, Jake uh, tweeted, retweeted something and said, this is gross. And it was a tweet from someone that said, move over boneless wings. There's a new sheriff in town, and it is yeah. on somebody's menu. That's from Carla Danger, right? Okay, Carla she's, Danger. She's a staple of, of Brooks and uh, <clears throat> okay. uh, Jake's show. But, yeah, it's uh, I think that's uh, at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Cauliflower wings. Breaded and stirred, spun in your own sauce. Whatever you want, man. I don't get it. Breaded cauliflower and calling it chicken wings. Have you had um, Have you had a cauliflower crust pizza? Yes. I yeah. think they're delectable. I ain't bad at all. But uh -uh. look, that's one thing. Yeah, but I'm not going to deep fry some cauliflower. It seems I mean, like that's oxymoronic. It's, I mean... Hey, you're going to you, take something that's good for you, and then you're going to... Man, look, there's a lot of things that are messed up in this country. When I say messed <laughs> up, I'm not going on a big rant. When I say messed up, I mean out of whack. It, it Totally detached from reality. That's what is messed up. Something is messed up for me if it's totally void of any and all reality. And, for, and this stuff of taking plants and passing <laughs> them off as meat... So that you can sell it. it. I mean, calling it cauliflower wings. Like the, you know, like veggie burger. It ain't burger. You know, yeah. what was the other thing um, that we went into like last year? And there was a whole law that was put in place in Mississippi so that they couldn't lie about it on their packaging. It was, um, it was either pork or it was beef. Okay, but it was... What plant? They were passing it off as hamburgers, right? Packaged hamburgers. It's made of plants. Mm. Okay, there's no meat in it. 
None. You can't call it a hamburger. You call it a plant burger. Yeah. Yeah, but they were using the word beef. Oh. Like I said. It'd really be a plant patty because it couldn't be a burger. Okay, yeah, and call it that, you know. It, and I'm okay, burger. But in their deal last year, the, the problem was the packaging actually said the word beef. Okay, it ain't beef if it's not a cow. Where's the beef? It's that simple. You know, well, taking something that is one thing and saying, no, 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 that ain't what it is. It's this. Well, well no. Biologically. Scientifically. It ain't. <laughs> well, if you look at that picture that Carla Danger put up, you'll notice the caloric intake if you get the big, like the original wings. Your caloric intake is anywhere between 1280 and 1650. Mm-hmm. But if you get if you get the new cauliflower wings, Matt, the small only gives you 440 to 730 calories. And if you get the large, mm-hmm. 870 to 10, 1450. You know why none of that matters? Because anybody going to eat them. Well, because anybody. <laughs> well, first of all, yes, I'm not. I'm not getting them. The other reason it matters is anybody stupid enough to buy that is going to slather it in ranch dressing anyway. You know, I have I have had fried broccoli. Okay, with with all kinds of cool cheese on it, which is really good. As long as they don't call it, this is fried chicken made of broccoli. Okay, <laughs> fried broccoli, fry anything. You know, fry a pine cone and eat it. I don't care. <laughs> Just put on there what it is. Don't tell me it's a wing when it has nothing to do with any wing of any kind. Cauliflowers Not, don't fly. Cauliflower is a plant. <laughs> Call it what it is. This is battered and fried produce. <laughs> okay? There. I've 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 you've towed the line, but don't tell me it's meat. It ain't got nothing to do with a wing. Any kind of wing. It's not a wing. It's not a wing of anything. And boneless wings. Get that crap out of here. Well, Matt, it's made of meat and they taste good. So what? Let me tell you something. Wings. Look it up in a dictionary. Wing. W-I-N-G. What does a wing come with when God created it? You know what it came with? Bones. If there's not bones in it, it's not a wing. Well, Matt, it came off a chicken. Okay, you're telling me you want me to buy and eat something that came off a deformed chicken that didn't have wings. It just had some fleshy appendage out here flopping around. Well, I ain't buying and eating that either. It's the dumbest thing we do. And you know why they sell it? You know why Buffalo Wild Wings has it on the menu? Because some idiot will buy it. That's why. Fried cauliflower, PT4MSU says, fried cauliflower tossed in wing sauce would be tasty, but not as a substitute for chicken wings. Blasphemy, he says. We agree, PT. Nick says, wait, y'all like cauliflower pizza but not crackling bread? No, we didn't say that, Nick. Here's an example of you hearing things that weren't said. He, JB, likes it, but he prefers crackling separate from his cornbread because he likes them both individually. But he said he's had it and didn't mind it. I simply said I haven't had it. Not not really familiar with it. Uh, cauliflower pizza crust, I've had that. It ain't bad. Okay, but again, we know what it is. 
it's sort of crust made out of cauliflower. They're not passing it off as something it's not. Telling Buffalo Wild Wings telling me that it's cauliflower wings. Do not put the word wings on it. You lie straight out of your mouth. Slippery when red. Says a hamburger has zero ham. Do you have to change the name of hot, quote, dogs? I don't care what they call it. The fact is, some of that stuff is accepted. And at this point in 2020, in American society, Rhett, a wing carries a certain connotation. What's one of those? Meat! There's no meat. It's not a wing. If it didn't come off something, some sort of animal with a beating heart... It's not a wing. Coffee Norman says, Matt, have you seen the guy go before like a town council and argue against boneless wings? <laughs> it's great. Thanks for sending me the <laughs> link and I'll look it up. Rhett says, get fired up. All right, I'm going to calm down. I'm going to calm down. And what I want to know next is, has, have any of y'all ever been on a team in a bowling league? I'll tell you why I'm asking. Coming up. Stick around. about to finish up hour one it's going by quickly i'm gonna be watching football live football in the state of mississippi tonight eight o'clock kickoff southern miss south alabama mm robert stadium the rock 8 p.m kick watch the game on cbs sports network if you choose now an hour before that at seven on uh, the espn plus do you have to watch it online or with the espn plus app it'll be uab hosting central arkansas and so there's actually two games tonight. You do have some high school games, too, going on around the state. A few of them, anyway. Then a whole bivvy of them tomorrow night. Tomorrow's show is going to be fun, fun, fun. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Talk a little high school football. Preview it all tomorrow, including recapping whatever's going to happen tonight in Hattiesburg. I'm Matt. JB is here. Y'all Texas. Text line at uh, the country pleasing text line, 885-ESPN-country-pleasing-sausage. Speaking of that, look at my hat. If you're on the live stream, I broke it out again. It's been a while. This used to be a Chicken Hawk's favorite hat, who I hadn't heard from in a month. Chicken Hawk, he loved the lime green backing, gray with the big red hog on the front. You, you can't miss me in a crowd with this hat on. From Country Pleasing Sausage. It's 885-ESPN. You text that number, I'll see it. Call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059, 601 Five, nine. JB, have you ever been uh, in a bowling league? Yes, I have. I have. I don't. Not, a, not one as cool as uh, the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. Today, but, September the third, is U.S. Bowling League Day. Yeah. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, dude. Happy birthday, dude. Shut up, Donnie. Wasn't that his name, Donnie? They were so rude to Donnie. And then when he died, they drove halfway out there to, you know, release his ashes. And you remember, you remember what happened when they released his ashes? Yeah. <laughs> Big puff of wind came up, blew them ashes all over him. All over dude's face. 
face. <laughs> all over his face. That's one of my top tens of all time. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm so glad I went and got because this clip could be used for a lot of different things on a radio show. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. You recognize the you recognize the song behind that particular soundbite that's playing in the background at the bowling alley on Big Lebowski when he says that? You have to listen real close. I'll do it one more time. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. It was somebody's cover of Hotel California. But it sounded like maybe it was a Spanish version or something. Yeah, U.S. Bowling League Day. I, I enjoy bowling. I really do. Anytime I've ever gone, I have really enjoyed it. I think the last time we went was on Halloween of last year. Uh, our family, so my wife, myself, my our daughter, and several other families that had kids all met at the bowling alley here on Halloween. Everybody was dressed up. We went and did a bowling thing. That was fun. But I don't do it much, and I've never been in a bowling league. It's one of those that, you know, might be fun. Anyway, hats off to all the bowlers out there, including Big Lebowski. What does it say here? Uh, Rhett, slippery when Rhett. He says, don't you dare calm down, Mr. Wyatt. <laughs> we love you just the way you are. You know, Rhett and I don't always get riled up. <clears throat> but when I do, I don't mind letting it rip. <laughs> to a fault, I've always... A lot of times this has gotten me in trouble. I guess I could go through examples, but I won't bore you with that. But, you know, yesterday Nick Saban gave this really neat quote, and I thought, man, I identify with that. He said, I don't have a, an opinion on other people's opinions. <laughs> I thought, boy, that is genius. Yes, it is. And in regards to how I do my radio show or what I do with my career or how I do something, you know, that's always sort of been my approach, but I wasn't able to as cleverly word it the way that Nick Saban did. I, I just have never really cared about anybody else's opinion of how I did it. A lot it. of times, if you if you care too much about somebody else's opinion of you, you end up hurting your own self. That's right. I've got a great example. <clears throat> I was uh, pastoring at Centerville for, I'd been there about six months, and I just started growing a beard for the winter. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the ladies that used to come in every Monday and tell me how bad my sermon was on Sunday got me after church with her husband, and she said, I'm telling you what, if you don't shave your face, we are just going to have to have something done about it. And I, I was tired of hearing it. Yeah. And I just looked at her husband and said, hello, Mr. Curtis, how are you? He said, And she said, did you hear me? And I said, Yes, ma'am. I said, as soon as my wife starts shaving under her arms again, I'll shave my face. Ah! <laughs> Needless to say, I got kind of in hot water for that. Yeah, well, you know. But it, she didn't ask me to shave anymore after that. It changed the subject, got her thinking about something else, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought her husband was going to wet his pants. He was laughing so hard. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's good. Oh, okay, so we got a call from Jim in Madison. Yeah. Who just wanted us to know that Kroger has all flavors of country pleasing sausage right now, two for five dollars. What? That's a great price. So like Kroger and Tupelo right now has 
See, Annabeth just told me this morning she's getting ready to put in another order. Well, we, we order it. We go pick it up at Kroger. So I'm telling her to load up. I've gotten the last two or three trips, I've gotten the jalapeno and cheddar, country-pleasing sausage. And I'm kind of wanting some of that green onion. They sell that in there, too. And I do want some of the original. I want to get some of the original smoked sausage flavor. Two for five bucks. I'm going to load up, get four pack, packages for $10. And be ready to roll. Hey, uh, JB, real quick. We got hour two coming up. In hour two, we're going to go over these reports that are out there. If you're a diehard football fan, this may or may not affect you because, you know, Everybody's playing their own conference this year. I just want you to be aware. But we're going to go over the reports that are out there as of right now about the Big Ten. They're getting it ramped up. Y'all could sense this coming, right? Now they're going to have a vote. I'll just tell you what's being said from the people that are covering that. We'll make sure we're aware what's going on there. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott made a statement about the National Anthem stuff. I want you to know what he said. I agree with them 100%. And the other thing is, there's now another uh, free agent transaction happening that only adds to my case that the NFC South is hands down the most interesting division in all of football. And now it's even more interesting with something that's happening in the NFC South. Saints, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons. So that's all coming up. Plus your texts and your phone calls. That's all coming up in hour two. Uh, JB, last night I watched a documentary, a 30 for 30 ESPN documentary. That Which one? Uh, I had never seen it before. Right. Year of the Scab. Oh, yeah. Did you watch it? <laughs> I've seen it. Okay. Yeah. It's about the 1987 strike in the NFL. Yeah. And how for three games replacement players played. Yep. Keanu Reeves was one of those. Right, right. In the movie. Oh no, that's the movie. <laughs> but let me tell you, it was um it was fantastic. And I want to talk about that a little bit in hour two also, because there's a lesson that came out of that. Now, the specifics of the story, the NFL has a player strike, the NFL players union, they strike in eighty seven. The players walk out. We're not gonna play. So a bunch of teams go out and get replacement players. Well, this kind of centered around the Washington Redskins. They were the Redskins then, obviously. Joe Gibbs did coach them. But the replacement players for the Redskins go in and played three games and won all three of them, including the last one. They beat the Cowboys in Dallas after a bunch of the Cowboys, Tony Dorsett, okay, and Danny White, <laughs> and all these guys came back. Tutal Jones came back and played for the Cowboys and still lost to the Redskins replacement players. It's a heck of a story. And there were several things in there I never knew, didn't know. The specifics are interesting as they were. That's not why I would watch it and then come relive it on the radio. But there's a lesson and there's two things in there that I came away from. One was a, like a, the moral of the story sort of thing. And then another was a question about history possibly repeating itself. So I'm going to get into that also in hour two. I wonder if, if, to me, that's one of those I just have never even heard of. I've never even heard of Year of the Scab until I was flipping through last night in there lifting weights in front of the TV. And like, boom, 
It's a football thing called Year of the Scab. Let's see what that is. And immediately I was hooked. I mean, the little one and a half minute thing that popped up right before we, you know, it starts getting into the story. I was hooked already. Boom. Hooked. So we'll get into that also. All right. We really are just getting started. Two more hours with you today, me, JB, and all of us here sitting around the table, yapping it up. Hour two, starting in just a bit. Stick around. 